We have a, a full group again today. I think it's another record. And we have a significant amount of content that we are going to want to try to cover together. Our topic is uh, optimizing e-commerce websites. As we have done in various clinics in the past on special occasions, we are going to be optimizing your own websites live. Many of you have submitted sites to us requesting that we consider them for this live optimization event, and we're going to be doing that, and all the while trying to draw out distinct principles that will apply to everyone participating in today's event. This means that there'll be live optimization interspersed with key teaching and learnings that we hope you'll be able to extract, remember, and apply to your own situation. And with that in mind, I thought we'd first of all give you a bit of a bit of a progress report. This is an email we received from one of the attendees in these last live optimization events. They uh, participated and received suggestions or at least applied suggestions, and it says uh, the conversion rate, according to the email, this is Eric Stevenson, rose from 3.9% to 6.6%. Now, I'm not selling anything here. Uh, this is just encouraging. We have a whole team of researchers. There's more than 150 of us across the three primary groups who are constantly trying to understand what we can do to improve performance for you. And to discover that you're able to log in and take this away and apply it is very encouraging. And it also uh, makes me want to uh, compliment Eric for being diligent to try and take this and apply it to his own situation. As you can see from the email, uh, they applied the, the target to their paid click advertising on keywords and cut out those. Uh, this is Jimmy. I'm, I'm interrupting you because the slide does not change on my screen, and I know I'm remote. Um, but okay. I'm seeing special event 2008, our workshop slide. Um, maybe we can have people send a message to see it. If send me a message. Can you see the proper slide? It says helping you improve results. Everyone is saying no. Uh, it According to our screen, it's it's been changed. Let's give it a second and see what happens, and let me try the audience view. John, I'm not seeing the transition take place. I have our technical team standing by, and we'll quickly try to discover this. We're with GoToMeeting on this, uh, and we want you to be able to see the slides so that we can proceed. Ah, all right. We have found it. And I'd like to point out that it had to do with some complex, sophisticated technical problems. I forgot to hit the play button on my slideshow. Uh, so I am uh, the absent-minded professor, but I think you should be able to see now. The screen is changing. Yep. So here's the email. And uh, they had a major increase in conversion, 3.9% uh, to 6.6%, which, depending on how you measure it, is much higher than the actual number reflected in the ratio. They reduced their ad spend by 60% and increased conversion by 200%. So congratulations, Eric Stevenson. Well done. And I hope that those of you that are listening today will be able to get the same results as we, as we try to find critical information that can make a significant difference for you. So... Let's get right on with the presentation itself. Here's the key question. How do you know what to test or change, what to keep, and what really works when optimizing e-commerce sites? Now, the entire focus today is on e-commerce sites. In the past, we've looked at subscription sites, and we've looked at a general collection of both. 
but we want to focus on e-commerce. It's particularly difficult to optimize for e-commerce sites. For one thing, so many of the pages are driven uh, by, uh, you know, dynamic uh, process, and also you have uh, so many pages because a large e-commerce site might have 100,000 different product pages, and it becomes very, very difficult to test or to really engage in sophisticated optimization. But it is possible. And uh, we're going to look at this. And to do that, we're going to study the Market Firmage Conversion Index. We're going to kind of understand the profile of site visitors and their motivations. And we're going to talk about using weighted objectives. But that's all going to be interspersed with live optimization efforts. Along the way, we're going to be asking you to participate in certain polls as we rate these sites. We'll ask you to rate their value proposition as weak or average or strong. For those of you that are diehard marketing experiments uh, students, we'll ask you also to help us rate the most important areas to focus attention, their motivation of the site user, the value proposition, incentives, friction, or anxiety. If you're not clear on that, you'll understand more as we get to the actual uh, uh, examples. So just be prepared. And with that in mind, let's get right to a site that was submitted, and let's talk about what we can do together. I'm joined now by team members from our sciences group, directors of optimization and channel research. More than one are on the line. Bob Kemper, who's the director of sciences. Jimmy Ellis, who oversees our optimization efforts. And uh, Aaron Rosenthal, who also oversees optimization and channels. They're really on both sides of the equation. And they'll be helping us as we comment on these sites. You see in front of you greenfeet.com. All right, this is an e-commerce site submitted. And what we want to do, first of all, is look at the value proposition. It was submitted by Jill Richard, and we want to run a quick poll and ask you to tell us your opinion of the value proposition reflected on the slide in front of you. It says, a green cup online since 1997, exceptional customer service. Customers can be confident in placing orders because we utilize HackerSafe. So is that a weak value proposition? Is that average, or is it strong? I'm going to open the poll, and, uh, and then after that, we're going to ask you a second question, and that is, which element of the page in front of you actually needs optimization most? Let's start with the first poll. So let's just open it. Please answer this question. Weak, average, or strong? As you vote, we're going to tally your efforts and reflect those back to you. All right. Your results are starting to come in. 10% of you have voted. Continue to vote. Vote as fast as you can. I have a lot of sites I want to get to today and a lot of information I want to relate to you. We'll give you just a bit more time, and then we'll share with you what the audience thinks about this value proposition. Jill, this will be helpful for you. You have hundreds upon hundreds. I think there are 1,700 people registered for this event today, and you'll have expert marketers uh, weighing in on the quality of your value proposition. If you're not sure about uh, how to use the poll itself, uh, it's part of the tool set in the little box that's in front of you. 45% of you have voted. I'm going to have to cut it off in about 30 seconds to stay on time. 52, that's better. All right, I've reached a sufficient level. I'm going to close the poll, and let's see what people think about this value proposition. All right, I'm going to show results. Here's what we think. 
50% of the audience who voted believe the value proposition is weak, 38% believe it's average, and 3% believe it is strong. I would like to uh, touch the value proposition briefly, but I'll wait, and I think we'll vote on the second aspect as we move to another site. Let's just hold here, and let's get experts to talk together. Jimmy, I want to open a dialogue with you and Aaron, and I want to ask you guys uh, to quickly comment on the value proposition itself. Jimmy, why don't you start out? <laughs> well, I mean, when I look at this site, obviously it looks like one of, well, at least I hope, uh, you know, one of the green sites, which means you know, the all-natural, uh, more nature-conscious websites. But the thing is with it is that is just one element of the value proposition, like one benefit or feature with shopping with you in terms of why I should buy these products. Most people aren't just going to buy because they're green because right now there's a lot of green stores out there. So how are you different from them? If you had the best combination of green products and truly high-quality functional products, um, it, it would be a little bit better. And then in terms of, you know, how there may be more to this, but from what the customer sees when they get this page right here in front of us, I don't see how um, that is communicated effectively. One, the fact that it's green. Two, how are you different than any other green company out there? Three is, okay, which products should I buy? Help me help me shop with you or help me find the best product to suit my needs. I don't think any sort of uh, functionality or introduction uh, that l l lets me figure out why I should buy from you. So, I mean, that would be like the quick version of that. Sure, and this could be the – your value proposition could be that you own unique products. You have the lowest price products. You have what? What is it out there that, that helps make you different? What you What you've given us is a great statement about your company, uh, and it's supporting information, but it's not a value proposition. Um, the, and there's an important differentiator when you're talking about e-commerce sites as well, which Jimmy kind of hinted at. There's a value proposition for the site, but there's also, when you're dealing with e-commerce, there's a value proposition for products. And not only are you going to need to convey to a new customer your value proposition of shopping with you, why they can feel comfortable in spending their time and their money on your site, but you also need to convey the value proposition of the individual products. Help them make a buying decision. Listen, you, when someone comes to this site, you have a few moments to do several things. The first thing is you have to stop them. They're already in motion. They're typically, unless they are coming particularly to your site to purchase, and those are the users with the highest motivation and they are not the ones you optimize for, you get the order from them. The ones you need to worry about are the marginal motivated users. Those people who come to this site need to be stopped. They're in perpetual motion, moving from one site to the next, hunting something, or browsing. In either case, you must stop them, and the moment you stop them, you must transition to connect with them. The site does not allow you, because there is nothing but an image at the top, it does not connect in any way. Dialogue has to be started, and in the dialogue, you have to do the next thing. You have to communicate almost instantly why they should shop at this site. That is the expression of your value proposition. And as you've heard me teach before, the value proposition should reflect, in this particular case, the single most important reason why I, if I happen to be one of your ideal customers, should purchase from you rather than any one of your competitors. Until your value proposition answers that question, you do not have a value proposition expressed properly on your website. Stop me. Connect with me. 
and communicate instantly your value proposition. If you move up to the logo, at the top it says green feet. I don't know what that is. I don't know what it means. I assume it has something to do with the environment. The planet's home store. I don't know what that means. I don't know if I can buy planets here, but I assume I can't, though that's what the graphic suggests. And I, and I mean this, Jill, graciously. I just want to use – I want to be critical to help your, your, your company. Leaving green footprints since 1997, uh, I, I don't know what that means either. I don't understand what it is that you sell that will, will help me uh, meet a need that's already in my mind. So with, that in, with those thoughts in mind, I'm going to have to suggest that we can't take too long. I'd love to drill down deeply, but Jimmy, I'm going to skip ahead quickly. And I'm going to show the, the channels, where people are coming from. So if you watch the screen, we're going to move you to the latest email send, the example Google pay-per-click ads, and example keywords and product landing pages. You can see them. Here's the, uh, here's the example Google ads. Here's the, here's the, paper, here's the pay-per-click uh, headline, compost tumbler. Here's another one, string shopping bags, and then underneath that is example keywords, EnviroCycle, string bag, clean canteen, kitchen compost crock, and then an example affiliate. We won't go to the affiliate, but there's got to be a sense. You cannot optimize a page. You optimize a thought process, and if you start with the web page, you're starting in the middle of the thought process. You must go backwards into the channel where the sequence of thoughts at least originated or where we can where we can begin to track it they went to paid search to find something they have something on their mind let's discern what they have on their mind and let's take that thought and let's give them the next thought we want them to have because it is a chain of thoughts that will lead to the conversion decision the decision to buy and we're going to try to control the chain of thoughts and we're simply using the web page as a series of markers or symbols to elicit the proper thoughts and so we've looked backwards, and you must always do this when you're optimizing. And now we're going to go forwards. We're going to go to the site itself. So let me, I think I need to go this way. And I'm going to ask for, uh, I'm going to ask for Aaron to give me about one minute of the top three things you would change on this homepage right now. Sure. Aaron well, Rosenthal. Yeah. The, just, the first thing you want to do is you want to greet the customer when they come to the page. Tell them that they're on the right site and tell them why they can, they can trust you, trust you with their, their money, but also their time. They tell them why they shouldn't leave and why they don't need to go check out their competitors. Really, it's, it's your value proposition, and to support that value proposition with real facts, facts like you've been online since 97, and, uh, and you've got exceptional customer service, although if you had a rating or a third-party credibility indicator, that would be a little bit better. Then guide the customers through a, a shopping process. Don't just show them five different products on the landing page, but present them with maybe your most popular or these are uh, these are editors' favorite products or help them make a buying decision when they, somebody comes to their site. Maybe you uh, maybe maybe you give them a story, something about one of your most recent or uh, one of your most uh, most heavily used products. You, you know, help them make that buying decision. And then when they get deeper into the into that site, you want to support each one of those products with a value proposition of their own. Uh, you know, Jimmy, give us give us your one minute feedback. Good thinking. Go ahead, Jimmy. Hey, my, mine's along the same lines, Aaron. I mean, I'm going to start with the, some kind of interpreting headline that clearly gives me at least at least one reason that I should 
stay on your site for another 10 seconds and actually dig through it a little bit to see if you have something that I'm looking for. The other thing I would do is I would I would give some sort of instruction that how do, how do I shop here? I'm trying to answer that question. How do I shop in your site? If I, I'm here, things you can do to go green today. I didn't come here to, to learn how to go green. I'm probably already green. So show me the show me the show me show me more products that may interest me. And, and how I would do that is I'd match them up to any types of metrics. So you take your ads and your keywords in the previous page. You take your website metrics and you look at you know what are the top eight or ten products that you guys are, are currently selling. Put them on the home page. So when someone comes to the home page, they're most likely to find the products that that are, are selling the most. So the products they're going to buy are shallower on the site. You'll get to them quicker, and hopefully you'll make more sales. All right. Now, keeping that in mind, let's let's just I'm going to try to help you, Jill. By the way, it's a neat, it's an interesting site, and I I think I would be fascinated with your products. Let me just take what they've just said and sequence it for you in a series of action steps, and I, let's move on. I would, first of all, I would reconsider my slogan at the top of the page. Secondly, I would get navigation on the left side of the page rather than just at the bottom. Thirdly, I would greet them with a great headline, and I'd say something like, and I'm just doing this off the top of my head, welcome to uh, you know, greenfeed.com. Since 1997, we've been helping customers do X, Y, and Z. You may want to check out our Y, X, and Y, you know, and in there, I would stress the value proposition, and in that greeting text of one paragraph, I'd have several links to other things within the site, because the goal of the home page is to get a click. You don't make any money until they click. Your goal has got to get them to click deeper into the site. So embed some links into the text of your welcome. Feature more products. Make them smaller. Try to feature the products that are being searched for the most on your site and have the highest profit margins. Get an email sign-up on this page somewhere else where it's at right now it's doing you no good and there's no value proposition associated with that little email sign up form so you're going to get very low response rates to it i would do those changes immediately there's much more but i think if you do that you'll already see a difference in results and let's then move on one of the things you may want to think about as you're doing that is our one of our companies that's part of our research group that we own is the marketing sherpa group and and in our landing page handbook, one of the things we point out is that people come into a site like this typically, and as they get into the process, there's kind of a there's kind of an inverted pyramid, six stages within the conversion process. Be aware of that. That second thing, bailing after reading a few words on the page, you've got to do something to stop and connect them. Before they get to the should I accept the offer, you've got to create the possibility that this is an offer or that there's an offer within this site that will help them. And Think about the pyramid. This work will be get, you know, you can get it in the landing page handbook, but we're going to be sending you this chart in the briefing. Everyone who's on this call will get the web briefing. That's a written version of what we're talking about right now. I want to move on, and I want to look at a new site. This is narscosmetics.com. Let's drill down into that site. Let's talk about the value proposition. And if you can go fast, I'd like to get you to vote on this particular site's value proposition. So um, do I need to... Open another poll on this. What do I need to do here, uh, Hunter? All right. So just let's just go right here and look at this in just a moment. All right. So look at the business value proposition. Bring a high-quality cosmetic product that allows women to use their imagination to bring out their inner beauty. That's what we were told is the value proposition of this site. And 
I would like to immediately get uh, a quick look at the channel traffic driving people to this site. So let's let's review for just a moment how people are coming. And I think you can see, you know, um, the page and the channel. Look at the example pay-per-click ad and the email send. I guess that's the subject line. And look at the ad down on uh, this, the third bottom half of this page and the example keywords. With that in mind, let's turn loose. Uh, Jimmy Ellis, start with us, please. Tell us what you do. Sure. Well, I'm going to talk a little bit. I know this is about looking at home pages. But, but in this instance, when you're looking at traffic, you're looking at ads that are more specific, like these ones, NARS Cosmetics, lip gloss, like especially the lip gloss one, you do not want to land those people on your home page. You want to land them directly on the NARS lip gloss category or product page, actually the product page, depending on how many that you have. So I'm going to start with that just because um, we need to make sure you guys are not thinking that we're taking super specific pay-per-click ads and telling you to send them to the home page. We're not. <laughs> so go back to the – I'm still on the uh, the ad page. Go to the go, go to the home page again, uh, John or, or Flint. All right. Or, Let's go to the next slide that the, or go to the previous slide, either one. Sure. That's the full size of the home page. All right, thanks. <laughs> so when I get here, here, here's the thing. All I see, that that image is so overpowering, I don't know what the site's about. I have no clue that it's about cosmetics. At the top of the page, I see NARS. I don't know it's about cosmetics. Um, I, I see this image that looks like someone that's supposed to be in a, like an old 40s movie or something like that. Uh, new introducing Exotica in our summer 2008 collection. That's where I'm going. I, I'm seeing her. I'm seeing some of the text in the bottom left-hand corner. I have So now that I'm at the bottom of the page, uh, I skip over the nav because it's so heavy and strong. I don't know how to shop here. I guess I can search, but it doesn't look like a store. It doesn't look like it doesn't help me find uh, a, a cosmetic product that I'm looking for. The other thing is, does it tell me why to use? Now, there's some benefits on here. Look, complimentary shipping, free ground, free two-day. But why are your products better than the other 2,000 cosmetic companies on the industry? So that's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for uh, basically almost credibility. Why should I shop with you? It's going to come in the form of giving me bits and pieces of information that says, man, these guys have been doing it for a long time, and they have great products, and they have something that's going to help me personally. I don't see right. any way to find those. Jimmy makes good points. I, I, I would just say you don't want customers to have to hunt for the information about your company. You want the, you, about why they should be shopping with you, about why they should stay on your company. You don't want them to have to hunt for that. Uh, and, and when you greet them with this overpowering image, and you give them, you don't underline your links in your navigation, and you don't you don't lead them with a headline, and, and anything. The first text that they read is introducing Exotica. Um, it, it, it does not. It does not introduce what NARS does and how you can help them. And that's what we want you to get into a mindset of doing. I want to stop you for just a second, too, everyone, and I want to explain to you. We're going to get into teaching. We're going to look at more of these sites. But there are, you know, what will you get when we're done today that you can walk away with? Pay attention to how these experts are talking intuitively, but there is a systematic methodology for evaluating these pages. I've been listening to your comments. Listen to some of the comments we have right now. Uh, someone says it's a good proposition but not well written. Uh, someone else said, and I thought this was a good point, that welcome is one of the most criticized headlines in e-commerce marketing in relation to SEO. I don't think you should use welcome as your headline. Welcome is part of the greeting text inside of the establishment of relationship. Don't use welcome as the headline. The headline should 
should give them a reason to stop shopping. I get comments on this site that are quite interesting from you. Some of you are saying, uh, it looks like a magazine ad. You're absolutely right. Someone else said, uh, <laughs> someone else said that the, the, the chick looks crazy, uh, or dangerous. Uh, I understand that. And, uh, and, and I think that you'll have, for all, you know, we could, we could kid. Somebody else has called it, uh, they're, they're quite critical of the picture. The reality is when you have a strong face as a primary way to greet people, you get a strong reaction. And that's what I'm seeing in the audience. And you will polarize your conversion rates. Never, never, never just put a face up there that hasn't been thoroughly tested. It needs to be the right face. We'll move on in just a moment, but I want to give all of you five questions that you should be asking about your own sites when we're done today. And you're starting to hear some of those being asked as we go forward. Um, how does this page stop the visitor and connect with him is the first question. And I think that's, um, I think that's a problem because I don't think it does it properly. How does this page instantly communicate the value proposition? I do not think it does so properly. What I want to do is ask my audience right now to give me the number one thing you'd change on the page. So use your Q&A feature and, and, and tell me right now what you would change. Someone says, I'd change the photo. Get a headline, someone says. That's Bruce. Someone says, I would change the photo. Photo, the photo, the photo. I'm hearing that a lot. As a woman, someone said, I was drawn to the makeup. If I hadn't read the value prop, the picture wouldn't have helped me. But having read what they do, I want the makeup after seeing the photo. That's an interesting point, by the way. And I think it's, Bethany, I think that's a valid point. The thing is, I wouldn't show the photo yet. The photo would come later in the thought sequence. It's too early. They're not ready for that yet. And that's why there'll be what's called site flow interruption, and there'll be a disconnect, which will hurt conversion. More text, someone says. Absolutely too much real estate taken up by this, by this photograph. Some of you on the line may be large e-commerce retailers who have hundreds of thousands of products. We have you coming. We're going to be showing you what to do with some of these large sites as we progress through this. But I think we've received interesting information. I'd like to end this by making it exceptionally actionable. So I, I want to summarize what I've heard said thus far and move us on to some more learning and to some more sites to look at. If I was the director of marketing responsible for this site, uh, I would reduce the size of the real estate I would test the image. I would start with, again, some kind of text that tells them where they're at and the reason that they should stop shopping and what it is about you that is special. I would demonstrate that later in the thought sequence down the page, and I would feature key products on this page. I would also lose the three-column approach down at the bottom. Uh, we've found over and over again that that creates too many options, too much unsupervised thinking, and it mitigates conversion against all three. Uh, those changes I would make right off the bat, and I think if you do so, you could see a increase in the number of people who click deeper into your site and thus purchase products. Thank you, Jimmy. Thank you, Aaron. Let's move on if I can. I'm trying to control the pace here so that we are learning and we're not going too fast or too slow, but I appreciate um, what what's happened so far. All right. I want to talk to you about something that will be very critical for you. Many of you know about the conversion index. If you're not, if you're, if you're new to marketing experiments, you need to go to our site. It's free. There's $10 million worth of research you can access there, and you need to study the conversion index. Just type in conversion index in the search box, and many, many different articles and studies will come up. While that's happening, let me just point out for you that the highest-performing website pages match up exactly with the M factor here called the motivation of the customer. 
The V factor is the value proposition, and it's not just the fact that you have one, but the clarity with which you express it. I represents incentives, and F represents friction. A represents the anxiety associated with the process, and all of these have a coefficient, and if you apply it properly to a site, you can diagnose why you're leaking revenue. We've taught it elsewhere. I will not teach it now. I want to take you to a new site, but first I want to talk to you about the two kinds of shoppers that are coming to an e-commerce site. This is very specific to e-commerce. This is different than what, in many ways than what someone in the subscription business has to worry about. But what we've discovered through our research is that you can loosely categorize your visitors into two groups. Now, there are more, and you can certainly get more subtle, but today, if you learn this, you could improve conversion. Optimization is something that occurs not on the web page. It occurs in the mind. And in this particular case, there's two mindsets. The first is a hunter. They've come to the site to find the product. They might be watching price across the net. They may have visited your site several other times. They may have found you in the comparison search engines. They may have gone into Google and clicked on a very specific ad for a very specific product. But this is a hunter. They know what they want, and they're looking for the quickest, easiest, safest way. Now, I'd like to add that uh, Hunter, who is our uh, one of the, the editors, uh, the managing editor of the Marketing Experiment Journal, I'd like to add that word. They are looking for the quickest, the easiest, and the safest way to get it and to go. And then you have browsers, and their mindset is different. They may have ideas about a purchase, but they need more convincing, and sometimes they're just surfing the net, looking for things interesting. Now, don't take them for granted because often browsers become hunters. And you will either convert them to a, a purchase now or you will, you will capture them for later through your email capture or other forms and thus approach them at the right time when they're ready to buy. However, and you must know this, browsers buy on the Internet every day. Often those are impulse purchases. Now, knowing that is very important. Because as you learn that, you're able to plan the way you're optimizing your site. You've got to think about the difference between these, and you've got to realize what the role of a given page is. A product page is primarily designed for a hunter, but a home page is primarily designed for a browser. You have to show the hunter immediately where to go to find what he's looking for, but you have to at the same time have the home page ready to attract the potential browser. The mindset of a hunter is asking certain kinds of questions. One of them is something like what you see here. Is this the place? Now, unless they already have a habit of purchasing from you, they are hunting for the place. And they're looking at your website the way you and I go through direct mail. We read our direct mail envelopes to try and figure out what we can discard, and we're trying to get rid of the trash as fast as possible. If if I come to your site, my predisposition is not, oh, maybe this is it. It's No, this can't be, and I want to move on. Something that you do in the first few seconds has to capture my attention, communicate to me that this might be the place. Once they think that, they ask this question, well, where, where is it? Where's the thing I'm hunting for? Where is it? And if you have a search box buried somewhere or a nav system at the bottom of the page difficult to find or just difficult to use, if you're using Java links in a way or some kind of JavaScript in a way that makes it difficult for them to mouse over in order to see what they're looking for, you are interfering with the where is it question, and that is costing you conversion. 
Once they get to your item, often they want to know if this is the best price. Before that, they often want to ask, is this the best solution? Sometimes they know the product. Sometimes they don't. Sometimes they just know the problem, and they're looking for the product. They're hunting for the product that will solve the problem. And once they have found that, many of them are concerned about the price. And then there's a tangential, there's a marginal question, uh, is it safe to buy here? I don't think as many browsers today, now this still happens, but I don't think as many hunters today are worried about giving you their credit card as they are about customer service. Will I be able to return this if it doesn't work? How quickly will they actually get my order shipped to me? Those questions. Hunters are in that mindset, and you need to be prepared for them in the way you design your site. And browsers, they're different. They ask, can you solve my problem or, or fill my need? And often they, they have an interest or a need, and they're, they're, they're moving through a process. Sometimes they're surfing at work. Sometimes they're using you, your site, as divergence. They're actually deliberately trying to find a different place to focus their attention than something else. Sometimes they actually come to your site in a procrastination mindset. There's something else they should be doing, but they're going to shop on the net right now. You've got to be ready for those people. And you've got to answer the question, why should I buy here instead of from your competitor? And is there special incentives that will make me buy right now? Most important question on this page. That's the one that you've got to work with to convert a browser to a, to a customer. So think about hunters and think about browsers, and now let's look at a website and see if we can use this information as we evaluate a site. This was submitted to us by Peter, and it's from Tasmania in Australia. Peter, thank you. And uh, we have your site, and um, it's coolthings.com.au. And this is the value proposition for the site. Just use your Q&A for a moment and tell us what you think of the value proposition. I'm going to ask my audience. Rate the value proposition. And as you enter it in the Q&A, someone says weak, not high, great, strong, very good. Some say decent, fair, clear. Jen says, mm-hmm, I'm not sure what that means. If I, uh, Good, says Charles, not bad. All right, I'm listening to you as you rate those. Now, I want to ask you a question before we go any further. I want to give you, have you do one more thing if you're in the audience. I want you to look at the at this site, and I want you to tell me, what do you think about the motivation? What would you address on here? M, V, I, F, or A? I'm going to open a poll, and you'll see what those stand for. We've talked about them already. The match between the offer and visitor motivation. Clarity of the value proposition. Which one of these would you fix first? What's the most important element on this page? Just check the radio button and tell us what you think deserves the most attention. I'm watching your vote. Already 11% of you voted. 14% have voted. Keep voting. While you're voting, I'm going to let uh, Aaron or Jimmy go ahead. Jimmy, tell us what you think you would do on this page immediately. Well, I see the stated value proposition, get the cool fizzgats, fizzmos games, stuff like that. But when I get to the site, it's not there. The, <laughs> okay. So, so here's the thing. You might have a great stated value proposition internally in your office, in your company. But if it is not communicated clearly on your site, it might as well not be there. In this instance, if it, I, I don't see how anyone could have said it was anything but the lowest ranking. 
know, the lowest rating for value proposition because there is nothing. It, I mean, I see. Okay, well, let me let me tell you a little bit about why why I see this. When I look at this site, I see the big intro image and it's a single offer, like ad. Click here for you know you can get a second Arizuka. I see cause that takes my attention. When I go down the page, I see this with four or five images in the middle, cool featured things. Why are they featured? There's nothing special about them. It's just you guys want to sell them to me over everything else. You don't tell me why I should buy those things. Are you know do they jump? Do they make the biggest noise? Are they the funnest to play with? I don't know, but I don't see that stuff. So I'm looking for the elements. If I go back to the top left side, which is kind of like the navigation section, I see cool things, free shipping, special offers, gift certificates. Now, you know, there's free shipping and stuff in there, but those look like nav links. So, it's Absolutely it's, right. But but the thing is, you go down a little further, it's browse, and then there actually are links. But the thing is, those don't look like links. That is weird. They're all low caps. There's no underlines. This is browse. And so, I mean, are these game categories or cool thing categories? I don't know exactly what those are. Then I go to the bottom, latest things. The thing is, like, the cool things at the top with the little bullets looks more like links than the things below them. But nothing actually looks like standard navigation. <laughs> so, and, and, like, and everyone, listen, guys, every site I've looked at has wasted the top center space with these giant graphics. Less is more. You... Everyone needs to understand when you're optimizing, you're controlling the movement of eyes as they relate to thoughts. And you use five elements, size, motion, shape, position, and color. And in every case, what makes those elements control what someone sees first, second, and third is a relative measure. If the entire page was in black text and you have one piece in red, that's what people are going to see. If the entire page is in text and you have one small graphic, that's what people are going to see. When you have huge graphics at the top, what you're doing is, is, is really hurting your ability to establish relationship. And don't underestimate this. You are still establishing a relationship. People don't buy from websites. People buy from people. The key space in this site is being wasted. Jimmy, I don't mean to stop you there, but I, I know that I've got more, and I want to get Aaron on here, but let's see what the audience voted as the number one problem with this site. So I'm showing the results right now, and as you can see, 36% 36% voted that the main problem is the value proposition, and 28% says there's no match between the offer and the visitor. And I, I think that's a valid point. In fact, if you if you skip ahead, Aaron, I can do one minute and I need to move on. But look at the channel traffic, the latest email send, and what's going on to the site. Well, what would be your comments, Eric? Sure. And, and my slide hasn't updated yet, but I'm assuming it's going to real quick. Uh, essentially, you're, you've told us the channels are driving the majority of traffic, our SEO, affiliate, direct type in, email, and email, your own database. That, that is it is essential that you are optimizing per each channel. The way that you communicate with your email list, your own list, the people that, that, are, uh, that you're sending offers to from, that have signed up for your free VIP gift, it is different in how you communicate with them than what you're going to say to somebody who comes in through organic search and through somebody that comes in maybe an affiliate website. Those, the way that we communicate with, within the channel needs to be optimized per which channel and per the motivations of, of, of that particular channel. Absolutely right. In fact, if you look, this is a poll that uh, 
this is part of our, our, our benchmark research done for the Marketing Sherpa Benchmark Guide and the Landing Page Handbook. Look at this. This is the percentage of marketers sending clickers to, to clickers to home page versus landing page, so visitors, really. Clicks from ads, emails, or search that are directed to a home page, not a special landing page. Look at the number. In B2B, 44% are sent directly to the home page. And in B2C, 48%. That's a crime. That's a, that's a crime. Uh, you're losing so much revenue. The number one key to understanding conversion is that specificity converts. The more specific your offer is to the needs or desires of your prospect, the higher your conversion rate. Uh, Aaron, did you have to, would you like to add anything else, or shall we move on to another site? I think Jimmy hit most of the points, but the two things that I would add is that a lot of space as far as credibility indicators by including them in your top banner. Uh, when you've got testimonials from other from from other users or, or credit, third party credibility indicators, make sure those are used primary IPath. And I'm I'm reiterating this because I, I've gone deeper on this site and and they main, they maintain in that top banner spot and and, and I think they're going to be lost by many of the the, uh, uh, the users. And furthermore, in your footer, you've got some credit card symbols. Especially even on the home page, I don't think this is the right page to be promoting credit cards on because uh, essentially that's what you're doing. Those aren't credibility indicators to me. They're just reminding me that your site's not going to offer me anything. I'm going to have to pay you something. Uh, and moving them from the home page, maybe even moving them from your site altogether is one of the tests that I suggest. Just tell people you take every form of credit. You know, when you get to the offer page, it should be assumed that you can take their card. What I mean, actually, to the cart page, all we're doing right now is, is building the brand of Visa and MasterCard, and what help do they need from us? Let's make this actionable uh, for, for Peter. Peter, uh, I would lose the large graphic at the top. I would get text in there with a great headline. I would explain in the text what it is that makes you the most unique place on, in Australia or on the net to make these purchases. I would have embedded links within the text. I would feature products like you're doing down there, but I wouldn't use those hard bars across there because they stop the eyes, something softer that gets them to continue through the products. I'd put more products on the page, and I would get people many reasons to click. I'd change my left nav. Uh, I would never do the white on blue. Uh, it's, it's poor to the eyes, and we've seen over and over again it doesn't convert well. I'd get the free shipping, special offers, gift certificates, and sitemap and get that stuff in a different place on your site, and I'd use the rest of that to get them engaged and use that as information you talk about in your opening text and that you feature in a key area elsewhere. Make the left nav. And if you're going to do it the best way, make it clean, clear nav. It would be almost better to be blue on white than white on blue. Keep those thoughts in mind, and you'll get more people to click into the site, and then your next challenge is to get them to complete the conversion process. All right. I'm just uh, going to move forward rapidly, and we'll see if we can help you with some more of these that we've been preparing. Uh, let me get feedback from you very quickly as I move into the next piece. I see I have a, an e-commerce provider coming up, and I have the five key questions that I want to show you that you should be asking about your sites. But would you let me know right now if this is the right pace for you? Are we blending this properly in terms of the speed we're giving, moving through the sites, and the information we're communicating? Let me know your thoughts real quickly because we want to do everything we can to make the day helpful for you. Excellent. All right. That's Yes, all right, that's that's good feedback. Thank you. I want to make sure that you walk away today with enough, uh, and so I'm looking at another site. 
Now, the first problem with the value proposition, before we go any further, someone tell me, you that are in the audience, write to me right now and tell me immediately what's wrong with this value proposition. Thank you. Michael, you nailed it. That's Michael Moshkovich. Uh, uh, and then there's a Michelle who wrote right after that. Yes. That's not a value proposition. Uh, that is a... Oh, it's a pitch. That's a pitch. All right? Uh, so... So it's not your fault. I'll tell you, who, who teaches us these things? Where do we learn this? You, you can get your MBA and specialize in marketing and still not know how to write a value proposition. So we can read it. We see that it's got problems. And because I want to cover as much content as I possibly can, I'm going to get right to it. And I'm going to ask Jimmy, optimize. well, I'll tell you what. Let's, let's let you see the channels. So you see the home page. Let's go to the channels. Organic search, they're number 100 on page 10, number 22 on down pillow. Here's an example, paid search ad. And uh, Jimmy and Aaron, feel free to go at this one and tell us what you think. Sure. Well, let me let me first comment on the paid search ad, and then I'll let, I'll let Jimmy go into the landing page, and I'll be good. Ready. Okay. The, uh, as for your paid search ad, you, your ad reads down pillows looking to replace your flat feather or, or down pillows. That, that has not again. It's just like just like the information on on the first page. You haven't given me a value proposition or reason to buy. If I look at the top ad there, an overstock ad, they're telling me I'm going to save 50 to 70 percent. Um, the follow the following ad promotes a, a discounted FedEx shipping. You still haven't given me anything to buy. So if if for example, uh, I, I know the first line said something about we don't harm birds. If that is what makes you unique? If, that, if that's your value proposition, if you're the only company out there that doesn't harm birds in creating these pillows, I, I would use I would use it on the landing page, and I would I would test it in the ad copy itself. It and I test it as a motivator, right, Eric? Yeah. In other words, you need exactly. to see if it's a high enough motivator to drive sales. You, now, that's exactly. the motivation factor. Keep going. Exactly. If that's an, if that's not high enough motivator, you also had a, a, a free firmness adjust uh, for your pillows for one year. You may need to test that as well. What you haven't done is enough reason to click on your ad versus your competitors, and even even give you the time, uh, uh, even spend the time on your landing page to uh, uh, to evaluate you, to even get me to your landing page. You haven't done enough. Good. Excellent. Excellent. It, it's, it's, guys, I, I know at the beginning of this I showed you uh, someone who we helped and they changed their paid search ads and got a tremendous difference. Uh, Aaron, if, if pay close attention to what Aaron's saying. He's probably the leading expert, one, one of the experts in the world on this subject. If you, and in fact, if you want us to, we want to do a whole clinic just optimizing paid search ads. And if you think that's helpful, let us know. Write us and tell us that would be helpful because we really base these on your feedback. Um, but I'm going to back up now, and I'm going to let Jimmy talk, comment on the page rapidly, and we're going to move on. All right, Jimmy, we are running out of time, and we want to help them, so give us the fastest version that you can. I will attempt it. So when I get here, I did a search for down pillows. I don't see anything about down pillows. I see down and feather company, the name of the company. That's not a value proposition, nor is it a headline. It looks like an about us page. So tell me something like, you know, three easy ways to find the best down pillow at the best price, and then... Within that, you will bullet out and prove with content and credibility why you guys have the best pillows and how you're going to get the best price or you know, the highest quality or whatever it's going to be. That's going to, whatever your true value proposition is, those bullets are going to reemphasize that drill at home. I'll look at this. The Down and Feather Company is a luxury brand of down bedding with a passion for providing uncompromised quality. I don't, I mean, I just search for down pillows. 
Where's my down pillow? I see a lady on here. I'm looking at imaging. I see a lady on here, legs crossed, reading the book. This says nothing about their value proposition, how they're going to help me find a pillow I'm looking for. And if, even if I do get through the, these paragraphs, the paragraphs are bad. Here's why the paragraphs are bad. They're hiding good points within it, but I can't scan and see it. We always say start with a good headline. It's got to be much bigger in font size, about the same as their down and feather company. You lead into an introductory, you know, one, maybe two sentences. You drill into three to five bullet points that really hammer home your value proposition. Then you directly go into where you want the customer to go. I have nowhere to go. So I read through this page. Where do I go now? There's some sort of top nav, but it doesn't really look like nav because it's this white text with no underlines. It doesn't look like links. I'm looking at where to go. So now how do I find my pillow? I've got this whole page. I've read every single word. How do I find my pillow? Uh, I, have, I have no idea. Quality rest collection at the bottom. Care instructions. Customer service. I guess those are links. I see free shipping. I still have no idea how to find a pillow. You know, if I go to the type, maybe I find pillows up there, but it, it's just... Uh, the the, the nav and the banner is completely lost, uh, David. Uh, David submitted this site. The, the nav and the banner is completely lost, and the nav down below looks like it's bullet points for an ad. Yeah, and furthermore, the bolding that we see here are actually text links. So uh, I've been to the site, and feather beds, luxury bedding, down... Underline them. Comfort beds. If those are links, underline them. Call attention to them. People don't realize that those are links. You think you're just emphasizing it. All right. Excellent. I think there's actionables in there, and I want to move on. Now, I w I'm leading up to what I think is most important, this five-point criterion. But before you understand it, you need to understand weighted objectives. When you hear these next three slides, you're going to understand why our guys are talking and approaching these sites in this particular way. I cannot teach them. I can almost just touch them lightly and then move to another site. This is a large e-commerce provider, and that's where I want to go before we close. So let me uh, play uh, just for a few moments uh, just a, a coaching role with you and help you to understand how you use weighted objectives on a page. You must weight page elements and emphasize the right elements so that they are seen in the right order. And you have to understand how the page is working. If the visitor is a hunter, lead them quickly to what they came for and eliminate elements that distract the eye path from the objective. Less is more. If your primary visitors to that page is a browser, step up the appeal factors and feature products with the highest demand and margins. Emphasize selection and related choices. Do not have competing objectives evenly weighted. Please do not weight your email sign-up form at the same weight that you weight your uh, click here our product feature or special. Decide what you want them to do first, second, and third, and then increase the attention for those elements. And you do it this way, by the position you put them on the page, like the upper left is prime, the, the color, the motion, now be careful of that, uh, the shape, these five things, size, position, shape, motion, and color, Determine what people see first, second, and third, and you want to control that in the right order. And do not use layouts that are, that are like horizontal, but sequential layouts. Prime, the primary text should flow down, not across, in four columns or three columns. You can use three columns if the other columns are left as nav, the right is a special, and the middle is the meat. But keep it clear, very clear, that you flow in a special sequencer order. All right, with that in mind, let's look at how that works in a particular example, and then we're going to get to this side. Not this, and you'll see it's a little blurry. That's not your monitor. We blurred out 
uh, things that we had to do to protect them from knowing uh, it's a research partner. In this, there was too many options for a hunter. So we go to this, where we gave them sequence. We use numbers, one, two, three, and believe it or not, we moved nav from left to right. Why did we do that? Because we found that there was a way higher conversion rate for this retailer, and this is a good retailer. These are, this is an excellent retailer. We found there was much higher conversion for people who entered this little configurator. So we weighted it by putting a dotted box around it. We made the blue button strong. These are hunters. They're coming here to get memory. They're not browsing. So nav is over on the right-hand side, and it's there because we felt like if we eliminated it, they wouldn't trust the site. They needed to see it was a substantial site. But instead, on the left, we put customer testimonials, and we then gave them a one, two, three, and we had greeting text that told them they can shop three ways. That's powerful. And by the way, it had a major impact, and over a period of two to three years, it's still the number one producing page. Not this, but this. All right, that leads me to the five questions I want you to learn, and then we're going to look at one more site. These are the most important questions you can take away and apply to your sites when you get off the phone based on the things we just talked about. Number one, determine what's the predominant type of visitor, hunters or browsers. Is this page trying to serve hunters or browsers? Favor the browsers because a hunter just needs clearer to see where, he, where the search feature is or where the nav is. Favor the browsers on a home page. Get them create appeal for them, but make it really easy for a hunter to find just what, he, just what he or she wants. Then print the page and ask, what's my first objective, second objective, third objective? And then ask yourself, okay, am I really actually achieving enough weight, enough attention on those objectives based on the way my page is designed? Use those five elements I just described to, to change the weighting. Then ask, how does this page stop the visitor and connect with them? What is it doing in the headline to stop them? What is it doing to connect and establish relationship? Retailers are horrible at that. Subscription sites do a better job of this. But you know what? You still need to connect. Even if you're a great retailer, you still need to connect. There needs to be relationship established. Ask this fourth question. Does this page instantly communicate my value proposition? And then ask this question. How does this page attract my visitor deeper into my product mix? Very important, especially for a home page. So let's apply it. This is a page submitted by uh, Adam. And uh, Adam, I don't know if it's Parik. I think I, I said it properly. This is officefurniture.com. It's a large a selection of small and home office furniture at low prices. Jimmy and Aaron, with your permission, I'm going to optimize this and then have you comment because we only have three minutes left and I want to get as much in before we go. And I think we don't have time. Either I need to do it or have one of you do it. Uh, but it, let's go for it. You're, you're on it. I, I, you know what, Jimmy? You 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 oversaw a huge retail optimization project like this for, for multiple years. Let me defer to you. Tell me what you do. Give this guy actionable information. I know you know exactly what to do. I'm gonna I'm gonna pick a couple things. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna put my perspective as as a hunter. So if okay. I'm a hunter and I know. Uh, you know, what I want to buy. I'm pretty sure I want a desk, and most likely I want a certain type of brand. You're going to, all these featured categories, featured stuff, bestsellers, all gone. What you're going to want to do is help him dig through the navigation on your site to get them to that product as soon as possible if you can't land him on that page after the first click. So if he's coming out off an ad, and let's say he sees, the, you know, uh, you know, uh, you know, Sony 
they're not nuts. So I need some kind of, you know, bush, bush knell disks. The, one of the things you want to do is have a navigation structure that will list that on the first page of getting that to a hunting port. So I would say there's three ways to shop at offersfurniture.com. Boom, boom, boom. So they have a left navigation, but for hunters, if you're redesigning this for hunters, you might want to put that navigation in the prime main space of the page or or own that whole top of the page in a little bit more horizontal fashion, but it's the only section up there. So they, they absolutely have to start by hitting one of your navigation elements to get them to the product because they're not going to want to see the features. They're not going to want to see best sellers or anything else. They want to know if you have that bush desk. So if I was in the perspective of a browser, you're going to want to have you're going to have want to have a lot of these feature categories, but you want to state them differently. Featured is not going to help them make a buying decision. If you're going to show them the the ones that are the lowest prices, the best sellers, the most popular, those are the types of things that are going to help a buyer figure out. Oh, oh, hey, I might want this particular item or desk or or, or office equipment because these other guys are really interested in it. You got to take those guys and convert them from browsers to buyers by enticing them with some of the great deals and things that make you different from other companies out there. I mean, that was, yeah. we, have, we we discussed this for, for a couple minutes, actually, before the call, and you had some great suggestions for the how to do the intro for this thing, especially with the three-column top nav. That, that whole, guys, do you see that box of interesting information? They have text, but it's in the wrong place. What is the point of this big desk here at the top? It's another wasted graphic. Office in an hour, that whole big graphic is in the way. Talk to them. Get them into the site with links. Don't feature all that. I don't know what office in an hour even means. And I certainly don't need to see a desk if I came there to buy a chair. So you just sent me away before I even got into the rest of the site. Get that left text. Improve the text on the right and get it over in the left. And then do as Jimmy said throughout the rest of this. And there's great questions. I wish I had time to answer some of them. Yes, you don't need all that stuff at the bottom of the page. Those are things in the wrong sequence of thought. They belong on the buy page. At this stage in the game, people are not worried about biz rate, the Better Business Bureau, or which credit card you accept. They're in the way. They should not be on these pages. They should only be on the pages in the right order, at the right sequence time, when someone has already made a decision almost to purchase, and they're wondering, is it safe? I, I have to go on. Uh, what I, uh, Time is out. Uh, if you'd like another topic, another uh, on this particular for e-commerce, please let us know. And could you right now, before you leave, uh, give us feedback. If you're new, I want you to know that we read every single thing you write to us, and I mean there are hundreds coming in. We put them in categories, we quantify them, and we design our entire presentation around your feedback. Has this been good today? Have we helped you? Is it the right mix? Please let us know, and we'll do our very best to, to continue to, to conduct research, discover what works, and communicate it to you. Also, uh, these, we, there's no charge for this, for what we're doing right now. Uh, we would only ask that you just tell a friend. Many of you write and ask about research where we help you optimize your pages. I think I have an FAQ about that. Um, I don't know where that FAQ is. I, it, it might have been moved uh, up, up to the front. I'm not sure. But for those of you that are interested in getting help with some of your pages, I'm going to try to click there and leave that open while you're, you know, if you'll just talk with us and tell us right now what you feel uh, about this presentation and if it was helpful. I'll slide over there as fast as I can and get you to the page to answer those questions. There's a survey I'm being told by the managing editor, and is that going to be sent to them? Yeah. All right. In a bit, you'll see a survey, too, that some of you can take when you close out. That'll help us get good information. 
For those of you that ask about getting help with your pages, this is a page that tells you about that, and you can click there to discover more about it. In the meantime, I'm grateful for your trust. We'll keep trying, and we'll read all of your feedback and try to get better at what we're doing here. Tell a friend, and we'll be back in two weeks.